0: Do you want to hear about great work happening in schools around the world? Just schools are life-giving places that address feedback, engagement, and well-being for each student. This concept is founded on love and justice for each student. Dr. John Eckert digs deep into the current educational landscape with research, experience, and a good dose of humor and humility. Join us in the desire to do justice, love kindness, and walk with confident humility. Get inspired with stories of improvement in the profession that makes all others possible.
1: So, to understand this next conversation that we're about to have, you have to understand the context in which we had it. It was pitch black. It was late on a Friday night. And for Texas, it was cold. The week of celebrations leading up to Christmas break had been in full swing the Jackie Villareal, who we'll be talking to, was graduating, going to graduate from her master's program here at Baylor on Saturday. And then the following day, her son was getting married. And so, all of these things are playing out in the conversation. And what I love about Jackie is that she has struggled with how to integrate work and life. We have in the discussion, the idea that work-life balance is something that we hear a lot about but no one's ever achieved. And so we keep aspiring to it, but it doesn't happen. So how do you take your life and integrate work and life in ways that are life-giving? Not that blur boundaries in unhealthy ways, but how do you find ways to bring your family bring your friends bring your connections outside of your work into work and then work in ways that can be beneficial and life-giving to your family and so the very next day we got to be with her family as we celebrated her graduation we had a meal together we were able to enjoy that time in a way that i think was energizing and hopefully led Jackie into a great week of celebration and then hopefully a little bit of time to relax before she got hit with additional festivities around the holidays. But even though it's now January, this kind of lifestyle is very common among educators who wear many hats in their social relationships, family relationships, and in school. So I hope this conversation is very honest and real with Jackie is an encouragement to you. Tonight, it is after six o'clock on a Friday night, and (laughs) this shows the level of commitment of educators that an educator who's had a really long week, who just got out of a meeting as an assistant principal in her first year, is willing to drive over to campus at Baylor the day before she graduates from her master's in school leadership, and two days before her son is getting married with a rehearsal dinner tomorrow evening that she's responsible for she's come over to talk about how you manage all these different things in a career that is always meaningful and is the profession that makes all others possible as we always say but can become a, a profession that is unsustainable and has for at least 300,000 teachers since before COVID who have left. And so the question is, how does someone like Jackie Villarreal, our guest for today, how does she make all this work in a way that is not just sustainable, but that is life-giving? So, Jackie, thanks for being with
2: us. No, I'm so happy to be here. And you did forget to mention that it is the week before Christmas break. So it has been filled (laughs) with sprinkles and finger paint and blow-up Santa costumes and... Uh, reindeer, prancing and dancing and all things Jingle Bells Rock. So uh, (laughs) that adds a whole new element as an elementary school administrator that was definitely new to my experience and new on the list for sure. But I think um, to answer your question, it is kind of funny to see that my son is getting married on the same week I'm graduating because I think for me, it's a huge reflection of What drives me to do what I do? And I am a go, go, go person, but I do that because I'm centered on my why. And one of the first things that we did when I started this program with Baylor was we discovered what our why was. And my why had been fuzzy for so long that I didn't really know... Uh, I didn't have mo- a, a lot of intrinsic motivation. I didn't really know what direction I wanted to head because I wasn't putting Christ first. i wasn't I wasn't uh, praying regularly. I wasn't um, attending church on a regular basis or just keeping my faith in the center of my decision making. And once I was able to reframe that for myself, everything around me just kind of started to change and fall into place. and um, I knew that I wasn't alone and that these weren't my own decisions I was making for my future. It was decisions that I was making with, with God and my father, God, who I now can call father, because that's one of the things we talked about with Dr. Thomas. Um, and he is my main father, I will say. And so (laughs) I know I'm kind of rambling on, but what drives me every day is my why. And, um, when I was a teenager, I became pregnant with my son, Jeffrey, and he is now getting married the weekend that I'm graduating from the first school that I have honestly been proud to graduate. Like I, as much as I am excited to have my master's and be a school administrator, I am even triply excited to be an official Baylor Bear because I have... Sick (laughs) bears. Yes, sick for sure. It's just been a dream that I never really thought I would achieve for myself. And now I just go from one dream to the next. And my favorite quote that I put on my capstone was from Greenleaf. And he's just talking about just everything starts with a dream. And literally, like looking at my life, you know, 19, 20 years ago when I was pregnant with my son, it was so far from a dream that I wouldn't have even called it a dream. It wasn't even really a thought that I would go to a college that I would be proud of. And I think that's what drives me so much is just the pride that I have for this university, for my son, um, the fact that I am so, so proud to be his mom and that we have come so far together. And I want to be, I always wanted to be the kind of teacher that I would want my son to have. And I wanted to set up a life for him that was going to be prosperous. And I wanted him to be proud of his mom. And that's kind of what drove me. And then when I put Christ in with that um you know it just made it even more evident that this is where i am supposed to be and it's not easy like being a school administrator is hard hard work and there are days that you go home and you feel like you're so fit for your job and and everything is falling into place and there are days that you go home defeated and in tears and you're just questioning everything but for me, at the end of the day, I just know that I'm not alone, and my choice to be a school administrator is is not mine. It wasn't even one that I thought I would ever be. It was God's choice for me, and that's why I just rely on that. And then what's funny is I do have—so I've currently been married to my current husband for um, over 10 years, and he is my rock. And we— Uh, conquer everything together. He's my best friend and my teammate in life. And we have four children all together. So we have Jeffrey, Kimmy, who's 16. We have Bo and Baxter, 10 and 8. So we are very busy. And um, people always ask me, like, how do you do it? How do you do all the things? And it's tough. And it's, it's grit and determination. And it's the grind. And You know, Duckworth, how she describes grit is one of my favorite books because my life has not been in order. It's been out of order. Mm. It hasn't been easy. It's the only way I've gotten through it is literally to grind my teeth and have those tough days and sweat and nothing worth having is easy to get. And you just got to put in the work, the deep work um, that we learned about in class. And I knew this was the right program for me, (laughs) even when we started talking about that, because my whole life I've had to put in that deep work and people are like, stop working. And I'm like, I will never, ever, ever stop working because you have to be determined and you have to be, you have to work the hours that other people's do And I'm not like saying your whole life is work because it is about work-life balance. But I do, for me, I do whatever it takes to get to where I want to go.
1: Well, I love that you brought up Uh, three different authors that you read in the program. Mm -hmm. So Greenleaf servant leadership. And I see you living that out in the way you serve others and the why that you have means that you're going to do that. And so I think you do that for your students and you've been at middle school level, the high school level. Now you're at the elementary school level. Mm -hmm. You've been at all these different levels serving all different kinds of kids. And then you brought up Duckworth and The subtitle of her book, Grit, is The Power of Passion and Perseverance, that they're together. And then you talked about Deep Work, Cal Newport's Mm -hmm. uh, piece. And so, I think what I've seen in you, and I think what I see in great educators, is this idea that, yeah, work is hard, Mm -hmm. and it can be exhausting, but it doesn't define you. And you see yourself serving other people and your joy comes from seeing them thrive. And so, as you've been at all these different levels and served in all these different roles, uh, what kind of encouragement do you have for others that see their work right now as exhausting in a way that helps them transform that into what would be a more life-giving view of the work that they do? Even if it's hard, uh, where do you find the, the passion and the joy and the excitement that flows from your identity, but then feeds into other people. Do you have any examples? Uh, You started with the crazy week that (laughs) elementary administrators have the week before break. Um, But, you know, where do you see that joy and where does that feed you in a way that keeps you going?
2: I mean, I definitely just on a, and just a normal way to say this is i do have to step away sometimes and yeah, yeah. you know i have to i i have to take those deep breaths and those long bubble baths and <laughs> that time in bed with snuggles with my little ones uh to be grounded again and right. go out to dinner with my husband yep. or watch a tv show at night all the normal things that you would do yep. i still have to make time for those right. things and i do struggle i'm i'm going to be a completely honest like Work-life balance is very, very hard for me, and it has caused conflicts at times um, in my marriage, in my personal life, and um, those are things that I'm still working through, and on top of that is the pressure that I tend to put on myself, a lot of intrinsic pressure to Mm. if I can't cross things off on my to-do list, um, it is very hard for me that Mm. day, and I don't know if people out there struggle with that. But that's an honest thing that I really have—I really have had to try hard to overcome through a lot of prayer. Reflection, uh, talking with um, great mentors. My yep. principal, Kathy uh, Edwards at Spring Valley Elementary, she is a great resource for me to, to lean on. I trust her. And I just recommend, um, you know, especially if you're in early administration or whatever leadership role in, because I truly believe any educator is a leader. A leader is only influ- someone who influences somebody else. And we all have the power to be a leader. You need to find the, you need to find those people in your four corners. So one of the first things we talked about was uh, who are in our four corners. And um, I can mention a few people offhand that I would love to, to shout out. Dr. Valerie Willis, uh, Cappy Edwards, and people on my leadership team at school. Dr. Eckert, Dr. Cox are all people in my four corners that I trust. I know they're going to come uh, to me with with advice, humble advice that is based in Christ I know that it's going to be looking out for not only the best interest of me, but everyone around me. It's not going to be malicious or deceitful. And so you do have to find those people that you can, you can go and cry because crying is not weakness and uh, that you can show your true emotion to. But really just making that time also to reflect and, and spend time with your family and stay connected to your spouse. Um, I know that that also in my own personal life, putting Grad school and a new administrative job um, is so easy to want to put that number one, but right. you have to have a prioritized list in your life. You have to put your faith first. Uh, for me, my marriage second, my children third, and you have to keep that prioritized list in the forefront of your mind at all times.
1: Right, and so curious. This is really just a yes/no answer, but have you ever found anyone that believes they've achieved work-life balance? No. Yeah. I have not either. And so Adam Grant writes about this, that there's really no such thing. And he he pushes for work-life rhythm, that you find the right rhythm. And maybe this weekend you'll find that between graduating and rehearsal dinner and wedding, that you can love your family, enjoy that. You can step away from school for a while because it is nicely aligned with break and you'll be Uh done with your master's degree. So you'll have (laughs) that that behind you. But to me, I've found the best hope for that because i totally agree you need that time with your family you need yes. that time especially with your spouse you, you need time with that group that feeds you mm-hmm. that, that you can just be yourself with and you don't have to be a professional with
2: for
1: sure, i think of it more as work-life integration how can i bring my family into it so for me we have college students over for game night multiple yes. times a semester mm-hmm. those college students have been a huge blessing for the last 14 years in our family we've had college students in our home we've had sometimes where we've had college students living with us that need a place to stay over the summer and they've been a huge blessing because our kids have been influenced by kids that are a little older than they are Mm -hmm. that are further down the path and they can learn from and with those those students and to me that's been a way that i've been able to bring my work into my home in a way that's healthy. And then my home into my work, you all, you know, Mm -hmm. even my PowerPoint slides are filled with family uh, of my own kids and school and where we've, traveled all over the world just because yes. teaching is this amazing adventure that we can invite people along with mm-hmm. us and we can invite our families into. So, do you feel like that's, am I being overly optimistic that there is a way to integrate work in life so that they're mutually reinforcing or do you think that's just because I'm a college professor? Do you think that can work in a K-12 <laughs> setting
2: No, as absolutely. Well? In fact, last night we were attending our fourth, I had to attend the fourth grade Christmas assembly as an administrator and my eight-year-old was like, Mom, mommy, I want to go with you, awesome. and so he wants to be a part of that too. That's awesome! And uh, next week we're going over to our um, our principal's house with our leadership team, and my husband and her husband are grilling steaks for our team, um, and just and and vice versa. Last week, my my husband's a varsity football coach. We went to our head coach's house, and they opened up their home, right. and we went and had dinner with our families. So that that connects us not only to our families to our work, but but our but our spouses and our kids to who we work with. I mean, mm, because let's be right. honest, we spend more time, That's right. more hourly minutes on the clock with the people yes. that we work with um, than we do with our own kids. I mean, I spend more time with Spring Valley elementary students than I do with Bo and Baxter and Kimmy and Jeffrey. Um, Not because I love, I love them more, but because that's, that's where my, my time has Mm -hmm. been is dedicated as Mm -hmm. as in my career. Um, But them knowing that they're a part of that too, knows that they are valued in my work life. And I do agree with you, Dr. I think that that is a very valuable piece is as long as it's done intentionally Right, And it's not done to um, promote yourself, but just done to conjoin the two.
1: Right. No, and I think that's the best hope I have because life is complex. Mm -hmm. Life is complicated. You talked about yourself as a teenager. I mean, the things that are kids go through our own children yeah. and then the children that we serve in the schools that we're in it's yeah. amazing that they show up to school every day it is it and is. so and then our peers the the colleagues that we have some of the things yeah. they're managing uh parents who are ill and kids who are struggling and friends who need them and then you're hit with all of the issues that you know. Mm-hmm. Spring Valley, how many students are at Spring Spring Valley, Jackie?
2: We have about 260 students. Yeah,
1: so 260 humans walk yeah. into your building every day. You're entrusted with them. They're created beings who you're trying to help become more who they're created yes. to be, and that can be overwhelming. Yeah, and so. Yeah. As you look at that and you look at the opportunities we have as educators, what would be your piece of advice or encouragement that you would give to educators as they think about uh, the work that's ahead of us?
2: <laughs> my biggest advice is, and this is actually one of our campus goals, is just have fun. Yes. You know, I think that the word fun is so underestimated. Mm. But one of the first things that my principal and I talked about um, was, yeah, we have data goals. We have goals for state assessments, benchmarks, PLCs, you know, you name it. But we want our staff to come and have fun. We want the power of moments. We want um, our staff to to remember the time that uh, we walked down the hall and, and blow up snowman costumes and we were in a Christmas sing-along. Um, not necessarily that we were two percent higher on a state assessment, I want those power of moments with my staff. I want my teachers and students to know that they are loved. I tell my students that I love them every day. I hug them when they have pizza all over their face. I hug them when they just <laughs> splattered mustard on me. <laughs> right. I hug them when they haven't probably brushed their hair. Um, I hug the kids that have fever, because it's that unconditional love. And that is what my biggest piece of advice is, is that you unconditionally love those who you serve. And when you do, and they know they are truly loved with uh, the purest of the heart, um, then great successes will just naturally come.
1: That's right. And and The Power of Moments is Mm -hmm. one of my all-time favorite books with Chip and Dan Heath. And I I can imagine you developing and elevating moments for Mm -hmm. students in a way that creates connection and insight and pride that you that you create. And then I had uh, read last summer, Catherine Price's book, The Power of Fun, How to Feel Alive Again. And this isn't just for educators, but she defines true fun as the confluence of playfulness, connection, and flow. Mm-hmm. Wherever these three states occur at the same time, we experience true fun. Yes. And so, that just losing track of time because you're so connected to an idea or others yes. in a way that's playful and enjoyable and at great elementary schools you walk into those and you feel that
2: yes for and, sure and for so sure.
1: and I and I feel like you've brought that to our cohort you bring that to your peers that even when you are probably exhausted there is this like Jackie's going to be fun to be around. She's going to be an encouragement. She, <laughs> well, you're, you. you're, not a, uh, you're not a downer. You're always giving and encouraging and not in a way that seems to sap you. It feels like the more you give, the more you have to give. And obviously, you have to have boundaries on yes, that. Yes. But uh, you've been a tremendous blessing to us and I know to Spring Valley. So, thank you for being with us tonight and go, yes, go home you. and spend some time with your family.
2: For sure. Thank you, Dr. Eckert.
1: I don't know about you, but Jackie Villarreal is the kind of assistant principal I would have wanted to serve with as a teacher. It's the kind of assistant principal that I would have wanted as a parent that I do want as a parent for my kids. As you hear her passion and energy and joy for the students that she has even late on a Friday night. So I just hope that you all have a great week and find ways to catalyze growth in others. See you next week.
0: Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Baylor Center for School Leadership. Watch for Dr. John Eckert's first book in the series starting in January 2023.